Hello, everybody. Unless there's just one of you, then hello, you. It's Pastor Matt. There's just one of me here. And at least you and I are going to be praying together here tonight for a little while. And if there is more than just one of you, then we all are going to be praying here together tonight. And for that, I would have you equipped with three things, two of which should be at the ready uh, with you, near you. And the third of which is in my hand, and I'll share with you audibly in a moment. So the first thing is your Bible. And if you would not only grab it, uh, but turn it to Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to start reading in just a bit at verse 11. The second thing you need in addition to your Bible is the prayer guide that is available on the church website. In the email, if you received an email to this uh, prayer meeting, there's a link for the prayer guide. If you are already on the website, uh, there beneath the play bar for the prayer meeting tonight is a link, I believe. And that's where you can get the same prayer guide. So that would be helpful to have in front of you, either digitally or maybe even more helpful if you had it printed out. Lastly, holding in my hand the autobiography of George Mueller whose life was marked by prayer as he went about a mission to orphans in Bristol, England in the last century. Uh, two centuries ago. It was the 1800s. So, with these things in place, let's go through them, not in the order in which I presented them. Let's go to the Bible, and then have a little time with George Mueller, and then head into our, head into our prayer, guided by the prayer guide that we have in front of us. Okay. Now, Paul, writing to the Philippians here in chapter 4, and again I pick up at verse 11. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstances I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He goes on, but we're going to stop there. And as we look around us at this world at this time, it is pretty evident that there are a lot of situations. And these situations would tend to cause discontent or even malcontent, whether it be on the physical plane with fires and earthquakes, and storms, whether it be on the political plane, with elections, whether it be on the medical plane, with plagues and uh, epidemics, pandemics. I think that if we, as God's children, do with Paul possess that secret of knowing contentment, we possess a great thing indeed. Now, being possessed by God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is itself uh, the contentment for this age and the age to come. So since it is for both of those, it's at play now, we can be content. But we also know that we are still beset by sin. We still know at times uh, discontent or malcontent. So as we head into prayer, I think that it is a great comfort, at least to me, to know that our contentment does come from above and is found in he who is seated upon the throne above, who is our king, who is our redeemer, who is our friend. 
And so if, when we set about the task of praying that his will is done on earth and knowing that we are active agents to that end, uh, it helps. It helps to have the cloud of witnesses that Hebrews talks about, those who have gone before us. So let's spend some time here with George Mueller before we get on our knees. And, well, I'm just going to read. This comes from page 226 from chapter 24. And as far as I can tell, this was penned on May the 26th, 1855. If anyone desires to live a life of faith, George writes, and trust in God, he must, one, not merely say that he trusts in God, but must really do so. Often individuals profess to trust in God, but they embrace every opportunity where they may directly or indirectly tell someone about their need. I do not say it is wrong to make known our financial situation, but it hardly displays trust in God to expose our needs for the sake of getting other people to help us. God will take us at our word. If we do trust in Him, we must be satisfied to stand with Him alone. That's number one. There are three more but we're going to leave it there. And as we enter into a time of prayer, we must be satisfied, not just to stand with him alone, but to kneel before him, seek his will alone, accept his will as it is done on earth alone, and to know contentment, even when we don't have our prayers answered in the way that we would prefer or in the time frame that we would prefer they're answered. Nevertheless, we persist faithfully in prayer. Why? Not only because we've been called to do so. Not only because we have the opportunity to do so. Uh, not only because we can do so. But because he is faithful. And we are persistently in need. So let us seek him. Knowing that we will find him in his faithfulness. And there we can be content even when the prayers we pray do not have answers yet, or perhaps the prayers we pray are a result of having received answers we rather, we would have rather not gotten. It doesn't take away from his faithfulness or his love, his commitment to us, or his present call to us to pray. So let's do that. Let's do that together. Brothers and sisters, let's pray.